0: Hello, hello. Welcome back to Is This Real Life with Lens? I took kind of a break off for the last few months, a little bit of like holidays, whatnot, a little bit of imposter syndrome to be quite honest. But one of my main goals to hop back into 2023 was to really focus a lot of energy on my podcast and put a lot of time into it. I really wanted to be intentional about planning my guests and meeting new people and really trying to dive into podcasting a little bit. So... With that, I have such a fun guest today, Anne Brunk. Anne is a lifestyle creator I came across a while back on TikTok. We followed each other on like Instagram, TikTok, whatever, and connected just on different content and lifestyle topics. This kind of just further led us to becoming internet friends and here we are. She is very open on social media as well. So I wanted to pick her brain a little bit and talk about all things life. So Anne, welcome to my podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I am so pumped and excited. Yes. Okay. So we're kind of just like hop right into it. Ann and I kind of talked a little bit before, and like I said, since we've been connected on social media, we've kind of responded to each other's things and whatnot, so I feel like I know her a little bit. So I know you've been pretty open about struggles you've had in the past, which kind of is what initially grabbed my attention to have you on my podcast and honestly made me gain a lot of respect for you. So if we want to just like hop into your journey, kind of how you got to where you are.
1: Yes, of course. I love talking about everything I've been through, which hasn't always been the case, but I've grown to really just kind of love to share my experience. But so my senior year of high school, this goes back to then, it was right after COVID had happened, after the whole quarantine deal, and I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and major depressive disorder. Um, Just with my senior year, having everything canceled, I was really struggling, like really bad. Yeah. I was able to get help, like go to therapy. Everything got a lot better at that point. Um, and then I actually went to college that next fall in Springfield. And I was really encouraged. I really had this like dream of what I was going to do for the next four years. I had this like vision for myself. It was all planned out. I was going to yeah boyfriend at the time uh, and the sorority dance team like everything the whole life yes it was exactly how I wanted it and after a month of being like in the dorms and I was disconnected from my whole community it felt like because my boyfriend was going to Mizzou so we were doing long distance Mm -hmm. and all my friends were elsewhere and it just was so isolating and lonely at college, I felt.
0: People don't ever talk about that because I am was the exact same way. Like I could literally talk to a brick wall and I just felt like whenever I moved to college, it was such a different story. I just felt completely isolated and my community was not there with me. Just like literally everything you're talking about. So it's so interesting to hear it from another perspective because I feel like I used to be like oh well if I went to a different school it would have made a difference or something that just goes to show that that is not always the case I know I felt that so much I was always like oh I just want to
1: transfer to where my boyfriend is or my best friend is like it Mm -hmm. was and even though I had the roommate and two sweet mates, like I still felt so alone. And yeah, I don't know if it's just—it probably was because of the whole distance thing from everyone I love is just rough.
0: Going to college made me realize that I was so much more of a homebody because I was kind of the same. Like I had the sorority, I had all like what I could imagine at that point, but like it just felt like something was missing, or I was in the complete wrong place, and that's why it was like it was a tough decision for me as well to like transfer home, but. Now, I mean, being way out of it, obviously, like it was the best decision I have personally ever made, and that's not for everybody. But I think it is good to also like be on the other side where you and I can kind of talk about how there. It's not always like a bad thing to transfer home or do something oh, like yeah. that.
1: I mean, it's the best decision like of my life, and a kind. So, what went into like making that decision to transfer home? I after that month of being at college, I actually went through a breakup with my boyfriend at the time. And mm-hmm. that was kind of, I had already been experiencing like slipping back into my depression, like state of mind, all yes. of that with being so isolated and the breakup just kind of triggered everything to where it all came crumbling down. Was yeah. that
0: like your first big breakup? It actually
1: wasn't my first big breakup. I, he, so the breakup that happened when I was in college, that was my second breakup. And my first one had happened like 4 months prior. So it there's
0: just like back to back where you're just not feeling too great. I totally get that. Yeah.
1: The codependence was real. <laughs> hey, real- but
0: the self-awareness now. It's all about the self-awareness <laughs> now that you have with it. So I love it.
1: That second breakup, I literally was mourning two breakups and on top of that I was already just down bad and Yeah. I just I came home every weekend. I just started going like more and more, becoming more depressed. And I just really was so like depressed at that point by like November, December end of the semester that my life was, I was doing nothing. I was completely like done. I thought I had nothing left to offer. It just completely wrecked
0: me. Were you still seeing like therapists at this point, or had you weaned off a little bit since you had gotten a little bit better?
1: I hadn't. I did up until I left, and then I was kind of like, "Well, I don't want to do like Zoom therapy." Yeah. I definitely should have been.
0: (laughs) Hey, that's (laughs) okay though.
1: I get it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I so know now how important it is for me, but, and so after that, I just, I definitely was not, I did not love my life. I did not like my life. I didn't even want to be here. I, um, went through an attempt to actually end my life in November in my dorm room. And that's kind of when it hit me like I had made this big mistake, not how I wanted to feel. Yeah. Like, just all in that instance hit me and I felt so much guilt and so much shame, which I now know, like I don't have to feel that way. Yeah, about But in that instance, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so bad like, situation. And I really need to get help like take care of this. And so I went home for break and I didn't tell like a single soul anything that was happening. No one really knew. I mean, social media, everything, everyone thought I was, you know, like, oh, I'm just having the best time in college, you know,
0: just... You originally said your roommates didn't even know. No, yeah. I I didn't tell
1: anyone. My roommates, I was completely alone, like, at that time when I decided to do that. And no one knew. I kind of just made up like, Oh, I'm just super drunk. So I'm like so sick and I'm throwing up and I'm over. I was just so scared of what people would think, honestly, just like, Oh, she's so weak or all this stuff. Cause it feels so isolating, especially when you don't know anyone else going through that. Mm -hmm. It feels just like, why would I share this? Like, obviously this is just me. Like, I'm so messed up. Shouldn't be feeling these things. And that's not true at all, which like
0: people like opened that conversation so much, at least within the last year, like, while people say like, TikTok is addictive, which there are elements of TikTok and social media that are obviously addictive. But I do think they have really opened up the conversation on mental health, especially depression, anxiety, I think it's been a way more open conversation, which is good. And that's getting towards like, a really good spot. But There's still like leaps and bounds that needs to happen. But I mean, that's why I asked you to come on here because I remember seeing your TikTok about this exact story and I was crying. I was like, Oh, this girl is so great.
1: I just I love how everyone's being more vulnerable and stuff. I think it has helped me on my journey so much. I actually decided to start sharing a little bit more with my friends first and family after I admitted myself into a mental hospital so I came home in December for break and I just I can't keep anything from my parents that's the type of person I am I just I tell everything to my parents I'm an open book and I totally like I confessed everything to them one day and we kind of decided like you shouldn't be going back to school yeah you're gonna stay home like I took a whole semester off from school entirely that second semester, I—I I mean, they didn't push me to go admit myself because I was nineteen at that point, and so they're like, "We can't tell you what to do, but mm-hmm. we'd really recommend you getting like serious help because, I mean, it's worth it is worth it. Like, no matter yeah. what cost, no matter what time frame, it's worth getting help." So I went and I admitted myself into the hospital, and I was there for. Nine days and that really just changed my entire life. Really? Yes. I was so scared to go in. And it I mean, I came out of there with like so much renewed hope for life and this second chance that I had been given and how I just I really wanted to share with people what I what you can do to like combat all these things because I had gained so many coping skills and it just those nine short days. I mean, it, you're in there with nothing and like making new friends. So obviously you have to focus on it, but that's, that ever happened to me was going into the hospital.
0: And that's such a fresh perspective to hear, because I just think that yeah. there's such a stigma around it. And I mean, even down to like movies, there's such a stigma. And I think a it's like powerful to go and b, it's powerful to make the decision for yourself to go like, I just think that's incredible. And I'm literally have chills over I'm just I mean, I just like <laughs> love hearing about it as well. Yeah, I
1: hadn't heard anyone. I, mean, I didn't know a single person who had gone into the hospital. I didn't ever hear about it except for, like you said, like movies, television, entertainment, and that it's really not a correct depiction of it, how it is now. But it was, I mean, it really just felt like I was in like a regular hospital setting and we were just working on my mental health and getting my meds checked and getting everything just worked out so that I could go out and live my life to the fullest
0: was that over winter break when you came home or
1: it was in January so I like end of December I talked to my parents we made that decision very quickly went and moved all my stuff out came home and I was just after all my friends had left I was like alone again in a sense at home you know all day while yeah. I was at work and school and I was like this is just something I have to do because there's yeah. no way to get better unless I go get help.
0: I just think that is remarkable that you did that for yourself. How do you think that admitting yourself and coming out of there, what are the biggest things that you kind of like pulled from that experience to bring into like this new, I mean, honestly, this like new lifestyle you were going to have living at home? again, even though you'd have previously lived at home, but now like you're in a completely different mindset, completely different setting in a sense.
1: Yeah. So what really helped me, I think is meeting so many people that struggled with the same thing as me. Cause like I said before, especially like dealing with mental illnesses, like anxiety and depression is so isolating already because that's one of the warning signs and something that you're so compelled to do when you feel that way. But I just feel like it is talked about online, but definitely not enough. And I met so many people, some people who were literally like doctors, had doctorate degrees, people who are my age, like so many different people who are struggling with the same thing as me and to meet them and hear their story and be able to see from that outside perspective of like, well, they're an amazing person and they have so much hope for their life. Why can't I feel the same way about mine? so eye-opening to me. And just, I mean, coping skills in general, medication helped a ton. I was on the wrong medication going into college anyway. Oh. It was a lifesaver for me.
0: If you don't want to answer, it's totally fine. But are you still on medication like to this day? Kind yeah, of. Yeah. I'm on,
1: I'm on Lexapro now and I'm on the dosage that I received while I was in the hospital. I'm not sure like how long I'll be on it, but yeah. I really think as long as it is being sustainable for me, it's really just helped me out, especially with the anxiety side of things. And I would encourage anyone who's been diagnosed with an anxiety disorder to seek out like that type of help because it is very helpful. <laughs>
0: I think it's so supplemental, especially in this day and age. I know some people have other views, but I want to hear how it's benefited you. And because I do think it's something that people kind of look towards also as like stigmatized. People come to me and say like, oh, I don't want to take medication because of this or something. And my thought process is, is something mental is just as serious, if not more serious as something physical. And you would take medication for something physical And I think that's equally as right to do for something mental. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, for sure. I started going on anxiety medication my senior year when I was first diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. And I was at first on Prozac and I was really nervous to start those medications because I did have people in my life who did not think that that was – right i'm also i've grown up in the christian church and i'm still a christian like i love god believe in god that is a very big part of my life but there is a side of that culture that is very against using medication especially in anxiety and so that was a lot that was very hard for me to be like well i need this because it is literally a chemical imbalance that yeah. that medication is helping and it's not the same for everyone. There's so many different types and so many different doses. Like, I have family members that are on a completely different thing but we're blood related.
0: I think that's good to speak on too, because I've heard people at least try one medication and be like, oh, I hated it. It didn't work. You know what I mean? And like you said, like some medications aren't for everybody. Some medication in general is not for everybody, but that's like my favorite phrase to use is that it's a chemical imbalance. I always tell, I literally always use that exact line. It's okay. And I think that helps make it a little bit more streamlined too, to where it's like, okay, yeah, you would take a medication for something like that. I think that's good that you're also opening the conversation about taking medication and that it's normal, you know, and if it's not something that everybody likes to do, that's okay. They don't have to.
1: Yeah. And I mean, so Lexapro, I was started on Prozac and now I'm on Lexapro. I was fine with my first type of medication for a year and then things just got more serious and I had to switch. It's just, it is a journey and I think it was very worth it for me to go through what
0: I needed to, to get what was right. Do you follow, okay. Do you know Whitney Simmons or do you follow Whitney Simmons? Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. She's like, yeah, she's literally like one of my favorites, but she talks a lot about, cause she had, it was like last year she went through a really bad depressive state for like an extended amount of time and she struggled with suicidal thoughts. And so eventually she finally was like, I need to see help. Like, In the same sense, and she started medication. Kind of got all of her ducks in a row, and then she started finally sharing about it. Like she went on this one podcast and like shared about it because I remember like she was kind of like gone for a while, just like spotty on social media, which is totally fine. But as like somebody who's that was just like her job, that's what she loved. Like it was a noticeable absence, I would say. And when she came back, she went on this podcast and just like posted it and. It was so interesting to hear and especially from like somebody that at least I idolize and she like talks about medication so openly, talks about – her struggle so openly, and that's one of the times where I was like, People really need to stop stigmatizing medication. And this that's just like my perspective on it, but I think it's great for people to take the initiative to take care of their health, even in that sense.
1: Yeah, it's definitely not something that's talked about a lot, but I do think it's good to look into if you are struggling with yeah. anything. But see
0: somebody first, we're not medical professionals. Yes, <laughs> yes, the yes, disclaimer <laughs>
1: I, my all of my The reason my journey was so long in finding medication actually is because I started getting prescribed it by like my family doctor and Mm -hmm. not an actual psychiatrist. And so I think it would have been a much shorter type of journey if I just would have cut straight to the psychiatrist.
0: Just something more specialized. Oh my goodness. Yes. I guess like my next question would be, what do you say your primary mission is in sharing your story?
1: Yeah. So like I said, I just... I really want to let others know who are struggling literally with anything. It doesn't have to be a diagnosed mental illness that there's still hope, like no matter what they're going through, even if it's as feels very small. I don't like to say like, it's just something because any yeah, struggle yeah. Is still a struggle, but anything that you're going through, you can overcome it. Like I, a year ago did not envision this from, like, I did not know where I was going to be in a year. Yeah. I feel like I am living my most fulfilled life right now and I just feel like if I didn't share that it would be like it would be doing a disservice like I just feel like it's a story that needs to be shared and I don't know. It's helped me be able to process things too, personally.
0: It's so interesting too, because I feel like for me and probably you as well, I have the voice and I have whole to want to talk about my feelings online. And I know sometimes people are like, and maybe that's just me thinking that people are like, oh, you're sharing too much because I've never directly had anybody ever say that. Like I've really had very positive feedback from me sharing my life online. But my biggest thing is, Hey, if we have the voice to do it and we have the call and we want to do it, it's great. Like it's great to like normalize all of these things and especially from a more localized level. I've had people that I went to high school with that I mean, we maybe exchanged words five times in high school, if that, and they'll reach out to me and send me long paragraphs about things they've struggled with and I'm wow, I'm so like, I'm so honored that they feel safe enough to like come and talk to me about things like that, you know?
1: Yeah, that is exactly what I experienced too, honestly. I mean, when you first share, there's always that fear of like, oh, people from high school or people from the college I used to go to, like, what are they going to say? What are they going to think about me if I share this? But I've had so many people, even from like, Missouri State, like back in Springfield, people reach out to me, and especially here in Liberty and Kansas City. Yeah, so it's just always so good to know whenever you can like help someone. Like that is the best feeling in the world. I don't know if you know anything about the Enneagram, but yes. I'm a Wait, two. what are you?
0: Okay, I'm a three.
1: Okay, I, yeah, I took my
0: test like literally so long ago, but I think I'm a three wing two.
1: Okay, well, I'm a two-wing three, so (laughs) yes, I'm like the helper, but also likes to achieve things.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I'm the achiever, but also helper. Yes, yeah. My next question would be, what is something you struggle with producing content and sharing your story? Because I would say like with me, it's definitely, I don't like when people feel bad for me, which sounds so silly. I never have liked it. I don't like when people, oh, I'm so sorry. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know why I just like have never liked that for me personally. So I think with me sharing online and stuff, like I was always so nervous that people would interpret it as like me wanting them to feel bad or something like that. But like I said, I've only got great feedback. So I'm curious to hear if you have any struggles when you're sharing that stuff online.
1: Yeah, that's literally exactly like what I struggle with. Honestly, I don't want people to think that I'm like, Oh, pity me, like, please comment on my things and tell me you're so so strong. Like, (laughs) that is exactly what I do not want people to like, Think about me because it's genuinely just I want to be able to be that voice for those who don't feel like they can share those things. Yeah,
0: and like open the conversation.
1: Yes, especially in like our twenties, I feel like there's just so many societal norms of how your young adult years are going to be, like going through college all four years. You're going to go to the university and you're going to you do all the things like do sorority, exactly what I had for myself. And it took me so long to realize that my life did not have to look like everyone else's I knew. And that was okay. Like it like literally until probably this last fall, I hadn't come to terms. Yeah. Or honestly well, like forgiven myself for not doing the same thing.
0: And I feel like too, there's such another side of that to where I'm 24 now and I've grad. I just graduated college. I feel like when it's your freshman, sophomore year, everything feels so serious. Like you said, like you need to be in the story. You need to be doing all the things you need to be doing pretty much what everyone has always told you to do, what all the movies always told you to do. And I think that there's not enough conversation on like pivoting, especially in your super early twenties, even after. And I think my biggest thing, I've always cared what people think about me. I literally always have. It's just I'm a people pleaser. That's just how I've always been. For me, it was like, what are people gonna think when I transfer home? Like, what are people gonna think when I no longer go out with all my friends and do all this stuff? I had to really look at like moving home for me as like I was creating a new life in Kansas City. Like I wasn't moving home. I was creating like trying to create like an adulthood life in Kansas City. And I think that I always was so wrapped up with what these people would think about me. And then I had to like sit back and think, I don't even know what half of the people are doing. You know what I mean? Like I see people on social media, but I don't know if they've graduated college. I don't know if they're, unless they post a graduation photo and say where they're heading to work. I don't know anymore, you know? And people start to go every which way. They graduate early, graduate late. No one just pays attention as much as we thought they did. Or honestly, nobody cares as much as we thought they did.
1: Yes, it is. The whole comparison thing is so hard, especially when your own friends are like, doing everything you wanted you know Mm -hmm. I like love that for them and I totally think they're doing amazing but it is it can be so hard like comparing the whole thing of I like when I first moved home it was kind of that mindset of oh I'm just moving back to Liberty you know just moving back to KC. it's not really a big thing but I remember hearing you say that exact line of saying, I'm moving to Kansas City to make this adult life for myself. I remember you saying that in your podcast episode back in September. Oh my gosh. That totally shifted my mindset. I literally remember telling my therapist about the episode and I was like, there's this girl and she totally changed my whole like (laughs) perspective.
0: That is so sweet. I love that. And I really appreciate that. I think too, Like you said, I mean, I always see your vlogs and stuff. You're going around doing fun things in Kansas City. And I think, like, touching back on the friends thing, like, I kind of struggled with that too. I had a lot of friends that were all doing like the normal things. And I remember one thing that really stuck out to me is I was talking to my friend when she came home and she was like posting all the photos, doing all the things, Mm -hmm. going to every formal, literally doing what anybody would do in college and living it up, looking great, all the things. And I was like, You look like you're having so much fun. And she was like, I'm really struggling. She's like, I'm not really having fun. Like I'm honestly really struggling. And we talked like a lot more in depth on it, but like, that's the basis of it. And I just remember being like flabbergasted. I was like, wait, so maybe this is all not as big as I thought, you know? Cause like, that's when I first started really realizing like, okay, social media is a highlight reel. Like it's not, you, they're not going to show the times when they are struggling. And I think that her saying that like really helped me being at, she was at a big university, you know, I was like, okay, well maybe it doesn't really matter, you know? Yeah. Like my, it's not
1: shocking that I moved home, you know? Exactly. Like this huge scandal, but. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I have like two more questions that I do want to ask you, but one of them would be that, do you ever feel like you fall in? like fall back into old patterns? And if so, how do you handle that? I for sure do. I feel like
1: um, just with anything anxiety, depression-based, it is going to be something that is always there. It's kind of more of a managing game, taking precautions. Um, That's really what this past year has been about is making sure I'm doing all of the Coping skills, all of the journaling every day, yeah, and morning routine stuff as those precautions to make sure that I don't get too far back into those state of minds. But there all, are always those hard days. Um, that's the only thing that's guaranteed, honestly. Is yeah, you are gonna have at least one bad day, and that's okay. Honestly, it's it took me so long to have that grace with myself. Because I beat myself up by saying, like, oh, well, you took such a long time to learn these coping skills and you went into the hospital and and yeah. all these months going to therapy and you still can't like be perfect about it. But yeah. that's the thing, is it's not perfect and it's just something that is gonna be some days a battle, honestly, but it is okay. Like it's okay to struggle and it's yeah. okay to have those days where You do nothing but watch Netflix and YouTube at home, you know?
0: Exactly. No, literally. I'm like, I think, but also like hearing you say that, a lot of times, like I struggle with that as well. And I'm like, okay, you have all these resources. And the biggest thing in that moment is like the self awareness, like the self awareness Mm -hmm. you have to be like, okay, it is okay. And I think that's like the biggest shift that you've probably seen in your mindset. And I've also seen in mine that I used to wonder so much, okay, like it was. or nothing. Like I was like, why am I feeling like this? But I have all these resources. I get so mad at myself. And then now I'm able to say, hey, I have the self-awareness to know that I'm having a bad day. I do have the resources, but my resources today are watching Netflix or are binge watching YouTube. Like, Like, that's my resource for today and that's okay. So I think that's really great.
1: Yeah. Just knowing when your body needs that rest and extra love from yourself has been so helpful for me. And just acknowledging, like, hey, maybe I've been doing a little too much. Maybe Mm -hmm. I've been ignoring kind of what's been going on in my head and it's kind of hitting me all at once. Like, hey, girl, you haven't been. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I think that's good too, because I think sometimes people see, at least me, sometimes I see, I love doing my morning routine. I love all the things that I do to like, self care and better myself. But I feel like every once in a while, I'll start to look at them as a chore. And I kind of need to take a minute and reground
1: being present with your mind and how like the self awareness, like you said, is just it is a life changer for sure. Just on an everyday basis.
0: Love self care.
1: Yes. Hey,
0: my last question for you is kind of also a plug for you. But tell me about the podcast you are starting.
1: Yes. So I actually, yes, I'm starting my own podcast. It is going to be called By The Way I Love You, and it is going to be a whole thing about basically living through your 20s as just with me, kind of like following me along through my 20s and how I'm surviving through it and little tips and tricks I've learned. I want to focus a lot on the mental health side, especially Um, just because I felt so called, especially with my story. And I think it could really help other people. But yeah, I just want to normalize that everyone's path through their 20s and whole life can look so different. But that's the beauty of it. And it took me so long to learn. And I wish I would have known that sooner. But if I can put that out there, I think that will help a lot of people.
0: Yay, I love that. I'm so excited. I'll definitely be a listener. I can't yes. wait for you to start it. If you need any help, let me know. I can I've tried to navigate all the podcasting stuff on my own. So oh my
1: goodness, I can I'll try definitely it out. be putting
0: you up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the last few things I want to do is I always do like five little rapid fire questions. So quick, easy answer, just kind of more for a fun little wrap-up. But question one is if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it say and why?
1: It would probably say something along the lines of like, you are so loved or something about being loved because I feel like our society today is so lonely yeah, and just it's like I said, it's so lonely. And I think having that message of. Maybe just one little good word about love would be really helpful. Like just one thing to brighten someone's day, you know?
0: Yeah, I think that's great. If you could have lunch with your 18-year-old self, what advice would you give them?
1: Oh my goodness. So my 18-year-old self, like I said, back to the relationship thing, I was so codependent. And I would definitely tell her that others do not determine your worth.
0: Yeah. Because
1: I was so like... I was honestly so desperate for that attention and validation from others. And it just, I mean, it just hurt me in the end. And so I told her that that is just definitely not the case. And she is worthy and perfectly made on her own.
0: That's great. I love that. What is your favorite thing about being you? My favorite thing about
1: being me is probably just, I feel like I'm a very selfless person. Yeah. And I love, like I said earlier, helping others and talking to other people, getting to know about their life. And I think that's just what I love about myself, just kind of my selfless nature and getting to know others and hearing their life story.
0: I love that so much. Okay. What is your death row meal?
1: Oh my goodness. This is such a good question. Literally, I love all the
0: TikToks. I've I've seen this on TikTok. Yeah, I was about to say, I was like, I saw it on TikTok. I was like, I have to know. I just have to know. Yes.
1: Okay, so I'm gluten and dairy-free. Same. Yes. Well, just gluten. Yeah. So if I was on death row, I would definitely be doing like, I don't know if you've ever been to Lydia's, but they have that three like unlimited pastas. There's three Uh different types. It's a three-course meal. I'd be having that, like to like give me the Alfredo. Oh, is
0: it good? I need okay, I need to go try that then. <laughs>
1: oh my goodness. Yes. It is the best Italian I've ever had. Yeah. And it is so good. It's like my favorite restaurant, but usually I'm limited to what I can have just because I of the so hard. Yeah. So I'd definitely be doing like all out, all the gluten, all the dairy, and then <laughs> i have like a chocolate lava cake with ice cream. Oh.
0: Okay. What is your favorite hobby that is maybe out of the ordinary?
1: Okay. So this isn't like super out of the ordinary. This is like my go-to for a lot of questions, but I just love to dance and I love teaching dance. It's like my biggest life passion. Yeah. I mm. danced like my whole life and it has been since I was like three years old.
0: You dance with the Comets, right?
1: Yes. I'm dancing with Comets currently. Do you love it? I do. I love it. And I've honestly, that has been my community at the moment. Like all the girls on there are my best friends. And I am so grateful for it. I'm actually auditioning for Chiefs. yeah. Yes. And there's so many girls on the team for Comets who are auditioning too. And so we've just been like training together, all the things. And it's been such a wonderful experience.
0: That's so fun. You also teach dance yes. at Studio 10. Studio 10. Yeah, I teach with Mary. We're Oh, sweet. Student- okay. okay, yes, yes, yes. Yes. That's yeah. so fun. Well, sweet. Well, and thank you so much for coming on my podcast and being Back with the introductory into twenty twenty three. It's a little. I've been a little rusty, but we're back. We're good. Yes. Thank you
1: for having me. I'm so honored. I, like I said, I've been listening to your podcast for the past year, and so I am just honored to be on here and be able to share a little bit about myself.
0: Yes, I really appreciate you opening up and sharing your story. I don't think you understand how much of an impact that your words and your story will make to so many people because it's probably something now that you've told so many times just to other people or like, shared throughout different phases of your life since it's happened but I think people hearing this for the first time like it'll really like, get to some people so I really appreciate it and I'm so glad I got to talk with you about it
1: same here thank you so much
0: yes uh, all right guys thank you so much for listening and I will hopefully be back in two weeks or maybe a week we'll see